Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This hour is brought to you by Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Flashback. It's in your head. In your head. Zombie. 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 Eh, eh, eh. I now prefer Gladys Knight and the Pips herded through the grapevine to Wait, Marvin huh. Gaye's. Whoa. No, 815. There is not a Juliana Zobrist version, Ooh. but Ooh. thank you for asking that question. That's a gospel version. Oops, I fell on the pastor. <laughs> I was walking and then I fell and then there was... You know, it happened. There's this guy that had been bird-dogging me the whole time and then all of a sudden her clothes came off. <laughs> fell on the pastor. Well, I don't know. We love the Lord. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. Now we need to play Orange Juice Jones, because that song is nothing but a threat. Apparently, Orange Juice Jones was a sniper in the military. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Hey, hey, baby, how you doing? Come on in here. Got some hot chocolate on the stove waiting for you. Listen, first things first, let me hang up that coat. Yeah, how's your day today? Did you miss me? You did. Yeah, I missed you too. I missed you so much. So much I followed you today. today. That's right. Now close your mouth, cause you cold busted. That's right. Now sit down here. Sit down here. So upset with you. Don't know what to do. And my first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. We're about to jam and flat blast both of you. I ain't want to mess up this thirty-seven hundred dollar Lynx coat. So instead, I chill. Chill, then I went to the bank, took out every dime, and then I went and canceled all those credit cards. Yeah. All your charge counts. Yeah. I stuck you up every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. Yeah, that's right, everything. 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 Get fly with me. Nah, don't go, don't go, don't go looking in that closet, because you ain't got nothing in there. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for you in the guest room. Right. What was you thinking about? Huh? You trying to prove? Huh? This was a juice. You know, I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't even pronounce. Now I can't give you nothing but advice. Cause you still young. 
That's right, you're still young. I hope you learned a valuable lesson from all this. You know? You're gonna find somebody like me one of these days. Until then, you know what you gotta do? You gotta get on out of here with that Alicat coat wearing hush puppy shoe and crumb cake I saw you with. Cause you dismissed. That's right. Silly rabbit tricks are made for kids. Did you know that? You without me like cornflake without the milk. It's my world. You just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Now get on out of here. <laughs> Don't Hello take there. that coat. <laughs> it's that time of year. Apparently, it's that time of year where we can kind of do whatever we want and who cares because, yeah, when we're watching this much college basketball and I'm I'm actually kind of liking where I am vis-a-vis college basketball right now because I'm just sort of letting it happen. I don't really care, but I can get excited and pretend to care. It's the it's the perfect place to be to just say, oh, who's that guy? He's pretty good. Who's that guy? He's pretty good. Who's that team? I kind of like them. So I guess I'll do what Charles Barkley does, except I'm not on live television. Yeah, you jump in and you kind of parachute into the tournament like Barkley and Kenny Smith does, and then, you know, it's disposable sports. That's kind of how I look at it. If my teams aren't in it, I can just kind of like, oh, I'll enjoy this for the ride and then see where it goes. And, you know, one team was – Two wins away from from making an upset, and the other team's got a guy that might be an accessory to murder and another guy who's in charge with murder. And they might win the national championship. That is correct. And, oh, boy, you think Nate Oates struggles with the, the hometown goober media? Can you imagine what it's like when he's sitting at the Final Four and it, and, and, and the news, the actual like national news media is covering this? Yeah. Good I, luck to old Nate Oates. Yeah, I... The crazy thing is, is like when I hear him talk about basketball, I think that you and him are probably kindred spirits, but nothing other than that. Like it's wild. Um, just so that people know, the folks on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago six seventy score, I'm at Sloan Park. Hey. Because you're getting ready for the bragging rights game. That's right. I am getting ready for the bragging rights game. You and can so, throw the records out when the Cubs and Sox meet in spring training because no one knows what the records are. Because I, a lot of the games are split squad anyway. Well, didn't the Cubs like win like seven in a row or something I weird like know. that until yesterday? And it's something weird. But I'm I'm here and that I'm in the press box. Uh, luckily, shout out to my engineer Byron. Saw our guy Walt earlier today. Walt, uh, he the former helicopter pilot. Damn right, and he he stuck around here. Oh, good. We can actually. I'm. I've got the stream going, Dan. Okay. So. People on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score, they can see my vantage point of of Sloan Park. Cool. And the field there. So, you know, until someone tells me to stop, I'll keep well, showing it. Do you have the express written consent of Major League Baseball? Well, there's nothing but people mowing lawns right now. So, so to speak. I'm sure that, I mean, they, they do have the cage set up, though. So I imagine there will be some BP. That goes on while our show is going on. Yeah, but without um, the express written consent, the baseball secret police come in. It's like the Stasi. They throw you in the back of a windowless van and drive you away. Tony Larusa. I've been telling you. They, they will... I mean, he he is the baseball player. <laughs> right. Tony Larusa throws you in, and then he drunkenly drives into a fence. Well, well you I don't know these guys. Next question. Go get him, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think I could actually, like, I'm, I'm going to move the camera over, like, just a little Are bit. Are you using any comments and trips to this game? Not express to send baseball. Yeah, I got to get in the van. All right, let me let me see if that's. 
Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Where you, uh, I'm taking you downtown. We're going to take you and book you in baseball jail. Yeah, uh, I moved Tony, the camera over, so now you got a, a better mosaic of the field now if you go to Twitch. Tony, Twitch. You're, you're, you're driving into oncoming traffic, Tony. Tony, you're out of the lane. Tony, Tony, that's, uh, I, I don't think you're supposed to drive there. That's a sidewalk. Uh, I, you're coming with me. <laughs> On one and two? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, they'll... And- they'll- They'll be here today, Dan. Uh, literally, like, so I post pictures on Twitter from here. You know, like, I, it's baseball. It's springtime. It's nice to be at the ballpark, like, all of that stuff. I post a picture, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I've arrived. First comment. You should be at Camelback Ranch. Why? The White Sox. And I'm like, the White Sox are going to be here, which is why I planned this trip. But why? What, this idea of you should be there. Why? Because it's because people are stupid. That okay. That's why, Dan. And so I said to the guys, like, I see you're a real fan. You didn't even know where the team was playing today. He's like, I'm a real fan, and then he has a picture of of Tadahito Aguchi signing a baseball for. Him. It's a picture of him holding a fish, probably in his avatar, right? I. I I, I don't know, or maybe, you know, girl dad, hashtag girl dad. In with his, a Bible in quote. Bio. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, and, then he, and he's, he's wearing a T-shirt with a Punisher logo on it. Yeah, Yes, he, even though the guy who, never mind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, you know, that that's what's going on. So I'm right now, like, everyone's at the workouts and in the clubhouse getting stuff before they head over here. So I've kind of got the the press box all to myself for a while which is nice and i've i've always liked like the way that sloan is set up like it's a good park and they they have the lawn and, and most parks out here have a lawn but they get sixteen thousand in here pretty consistently dan it's wild and it's an expensive ticket oh yeah i was looking at prices i was looking at prices for uh yesterday's game and if to get one of the elite seats here i think it's 60 bucks so, you know, it's it's a great way to spend your spring. The weather finally broke here because it's been a weird winter in Arizona where it's been, you know, it's been fine. It's been better than what's going on at home, but it's been 60 degrees here. And now this weekend, like today, it'll be in the 80s. So I, I feel like I picked a pretty good time to come out here. There's a there's some college basketball stuff I want to get to because there's a, a texter here is asking me and said, do you have a team? No, no, I don't have a college team that I care about at yeah, all. Yeah, you don't. Care. Well, you'll start caring about Bucknell. Yeah, but right? they, if they make a show, of course, if they were to make a tournament in the next four years, yes. But I mean, the only colleges I care about are the ones that got all my money, and that you know, Denison's D three and Bucknell's. They just fired their coach. They're looking for a coach. So, but if yeah, if they make it in, if they get that 15 spot that Colgate's probably going to get for the the Patriot League automatic bid, yeah, I would be excited about them. But no, I mean, I really I stopped caring about Duke the moment I walked off the campus, and no love lost really with DePaul. Although now that now that the the that jerk is gone, I can actually start liking them again. Well, you watched the game last night, though. Yeah, I don't I, I don't dislike DePaul now that the people I don't like in in that program are out of that program. Yeah, I, I I was watching last night, and it was, you know, it, 
got roped back in. But it was it, I've been entertained by DePaul basketball over the last two days, and and I appreciate that. And it it it, it that's the cool thing about March and conference tournaments, where it allows you to think a little bit bigger and dream a little bit and have a little bit of fun. And I, I delayed dinner plans last night because I'm I'm just sitting here like, okay, all right, I am going to watch this game, and I am going to sit here and 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 probably be miserable, but I'm having a lot of fun. It just they there's too much time left. And there, there was a play where I like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. They fought all the way, though. It was a valiant, valiant effort by them. And it was a fun four-hour stretch from Wednesday night to last night where I'm watching the game and enjoying myself. And after our Illinois preview with Jeremy Werner, that gave you all you needed to know about their inconsistencies, and it was all right there for you. Yep. Everything, I mean, everything right there for you. Everything that we've said about Illinois and what I think actually fits for the rest of the tournament played out there's so many teams this year that are pretty much even that because of them being even you're going to see upsets in teams that you didn't expect to end up in the sweet 16 or the elite eight it i think that it has a chance to be a a really wild tournament and i'm not sure if there's any chalk team other than you know what the one team I'll say Gonzaga is the only like chalky team where I feel comfortable and that's because of the curb stomping that they put on St. Mary's a couple nights ago which will probably end up being a 5 or a 6 seed in this tournament and they you know they beat them down it was a 35 point lead before they pulled the the starters and um 9 year veteran Drew Timmy out of the game so that's about the only team that I feel comfortable even advancing a couple of lines. Everyone else in the tournament to me is kind of like, I don't know, they, they can get beat. Well, let's, when we come back, I want you to hear what Mike DeCourcy of Big Ten Network said about what champions have in common. And there's an aspect to this that I really hadn't thought of, and it caused me to do a little bit of research because he – and I thought that can't be right, that can't be right, and I have no reason to doubt – that Mike DeCourcy is right about what he said about the teams that eventually win the NCAA championship and how he sets up, how he handicaps the field. So that's part of our jumping off point for a little bit of college basketball discussion on this Friday. It's great to be alive, as Lynn Bramer would say. We are Bernstein and Holmes, and you have the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 89-84, the Xavier lead. 5.8 seconds to go. Jalen Terry with the ball across the line, a top of the key three. Back rim doesn't go. Rebound Murphy. Turn around, jump on the free throw line. No good. And the Blue Demon season comes to a heartbreaking end in the quarterfinal round of the Big East tournament. Xavier rallies from 13 down to beat DePaul 89-84. Yeah, heartbreak. It was a fun little mini ride that the Blue Demons <laughs> took us on. They won a game. They Hey, look. Hey, they won a game, and they challenged one of the better teams in the country yeah. for 39 minutes. And that, Demons win! Demons go to the second round. And that guy on Xavier, Colby Jones, pretty good. Yep. Pretty tough young man. I don't, I don't I mean, probably borderline pro, but he's he's nice. Yeah, they, they. I mean, they're another one of those teams that you could, you could see getting eliminated in the round of thirty-two, or you could see going to the final four, and that's what this this has been about. But it was, it was fun for me because I've, I've been, honestly, like a little detached from DePaul basketball because, I mean, I I don't really know. Coach Doublefield, and I'm I'm getting to know the new athletic director. I mean, now I think he's been on the job for three years, Dwayne Peavy. And I like a lot of the stuff they said, but the results have been pretty much the same. You know, it, it, it hasn't really mattered. And you're talking about a bunch of transfers, so there isn't the same level of connection. So I'm trying to figure out like how to find new fandom when it comes to DePaul. And I enjoyed the last two games. I enjoyed them kind of rising to the occasion. And that's what made it fun for me is, all right, this isn't your typical DePaul shows up at the Big East tournament, gets beat by 25 points in the first game, and gets sent home. This was, wow, look at this. They, they were able to hold off and, and win a game against Seton Hall and, and kill whatever hopes they had of making the tournament. And then... They were they were leading by 13 points against Xavier in the second half of that game yesterday, 
And if it weren't for a little bit of foul trouble, uh, Umoja Gibson had to leave the game with four fouls, with I think six or seven minutes left to go in the game. And Sean Miller going to a, a, a triangle and two gimmick defense. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen that. I mean, I used to, Jim Valvano used to do it all the time. He would do box and ones and triangle and twos and loved some of that stuff. But I, and I loved, I loved how quickly Raftery saw it too. Yep. He's like, wait, is that a triangle? They're in a triangle. It's a triangle and two. And they, that, that's really good coaching. It's good analysis by Raf to spot what they were doing. They just figured, look, we got these guards. We're going to be, we're going to worry about these guards and not worry about anybody else. Well, that that was I mean the other part that I think made this DePaul team a little bit more fun. Like they're one of the the league leaders in blocks. Like they get after it defending the basket from the interior. Now they give up points on the outside, and but they they had bigs that were ag- aggressive on defense, and it was just fun. Like it was, I I didn't I I'm not really I'm I'm basically like this with. I'm Alabama football and DePaul basketball, <laughs> so it's it was the best of times. What, what, one of those, of one of those isn't bad. One of those kind of nice for you. Yeah, like, the, but that's how it works for me. I I haven't really had a connection to Alabama basketball, which is weird because that's what like on that court is where I graduated. So you would think that there would be a little bit more of a connection, but there isn't because I already have my basketball team, and I've I'm. I am doomed to my fate of being a DePaul basketball fan, so I'm just out here being doomed while watching it. But it was it was still fun. I really appreciate it. I love the – Fox Sports 1 does a really good job with the in-the-huddle mics, and I don't know if they spend a lot of time talking to the coaches and saying, we're going to go to your huddles a lot, so don't be profane. Right. In them, but I I loved the the action that we were seeing from Stubblefield, and and seeing the way that he was approaching it. And then you go to to the Xavier huddle, and I thought it was a great coaching point. It doesn't matter what's happened up until now. Whoever's the best team over the next four minutes is going to win the game, and that's exactly what happened. Mike DeCourcy was on the score this morning with Mulligan I don't Mulligan know Mike DeCourcy. And the Big Ten Network analyst gave a really interesting answer to the question about what he thinks you have to have to win it all. There are certain categories that I think you have to have. And, and I, go, I base this on history. And maybe somebody breaks the mold. There's always the possibility that, that next year somebody's going to break the mold. But it doesn't seem to ever happen. And it starts with, you better have a first-round pick on your team, and, the, and maybe a couple would be helpful because we, it hasn't been since 87 that we've had a team win one without a first-round pick uh, that year, Indiana. And it helped that they had, they had an all-time great college player in Steve Alford and maybe the best coach, in, at least tactically, uh, in Bob Knight. You, you need a point guard who is in control of your team. Now, he, it, it hasn't hurt for him to be an All-America-level player or a pro, but even a guy like DeWan Harris a year ago at Kansas, mm-hmm. he kind of fits the Jimmy Black version that I always like. I call it the Jimmy Black exception. You don't need a pro if you've got a guy like Jimmy Black, who when you had Michael Jordan, James Worthy, and Sam Perkins, you didn't really need another pro. You needed a guy who would guard his guy, get the ball where it needed to be. And in 82, that's what he was. And a year ago, that's what DeWan Harris was. 
So you have to have that guy. And then you have to have guys who can hit the lane from the wings. And it could be your point guard, but more often it's going to be a wing player because there there are going to be times when you're so well scouted that you just can't move. And you have to turn it over to one guy who says, yes, scout this, and then goes past all all the defenders and scores. And then you, you have to have some size. And that's why people keep talking about Kansas as a potential champion. Guys, I was in college the last time we had a 6'7 center win a national championship. <laughs> and it didn't hurt that, his, that his, uh, one of his teammates was named Magic. So I, I love this Kansas team, and I love K.J. Adams, their center. But he's 6'7", and that doesn't usually add up to a championship. So what I did was, just to find some objective opinion, I went to nbadraft.net. Okay. And I took all of the collegiate players who are currently in their mock draft projected to be first-round picks. And obviously, okay. the, the, it can all move around. So, But using that standard, taking out the international players and taking out those from G League, and there's a lot... It left me with this list of schools, and I don't know even how many of these schools are, are going to be in the tournament, because some probably aren't as we get toward the bottom here, but maybe they are. Here are the schools that, by the DeCourcy rule, can win the national championship. Alabama, Arkansas, Kansas, Baylor, Villanova, Houston, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, Central Florida, Pepperdine, South Carolina, NC State, Gonzaga, Indiana, Yukon, Santa Clara. All right, they're, they're, obviously there, there's a bunch of tournament teams in there. Houston is a very sexy pick. Well, that pro- they guard. That, that program has been built back up um, under Kelvin Sampson, and they're, they're problematic for sure. Um, Alabama, it, it, for them, they've got pros on their team. They've got sure. three projected first-round picks and, and, and two top four. But they're another one of those teams where I've seen them look incredible in games. And I've also seen when the three isn't popping for them, they lose faith pretty quickly and can lose. So that's why I think this tournament is so fascinating. I I love that idea, though, of like find me the team with the pros on it and I'll have a better idea of – of who can actually advance. And DeCourcy's right. When you have a team that has a top 10 all-time player on it, chances are that you're going to have an opportunity to win no matter how big your center is. Well, what's fascinating is some of these schools that I listed, their first-round pick isn't their best college player. You know, that shouldn't surprise anybody. That when I say Iowa, or excuse me, when I say uh, Gonzaga, for example, Timmy, it's not. Well, he's not. I, I, is he? He's he projected as like a, even a second late, round, late second round, if possible. He's just too slow. It's it's Julian Strother, their small forward, and and, and in the past, it's been other players before Teme. Right, that's why he's still there. Right, and because he probably made a grip in NIL money. Oh, I'm right? sure. I'm sure he's done fine with NIL money, and he should enjoy it before he goes to play in whatever country he's going to play in for the rest of his career. But he he just doesn't have the foot speed at this point. Man, Dan, I gotta tell you, I I if I look distracted on Twitch, it's because like I've been paying attention to like some of the security measures. 
that go on here. What are they doing? It is ridiculously thorough. Dogs sniffing around. Yeah, there. I mean, I mean, they went. Um, there are two. There are two officers right now that have. I'm sorry, there are three. There are three officers in here, like in tack gear. Well, don't and, make any sudden movements. No, I mean, I mean, I get it. They see me, and I, I think they see that I'm on the radio. But they've had the yeah, dogs, but- and the dogs have been in both dugouts. And they have gone around the perimeter. I'm telling you, they they know that you're broadcasting without express written consent of MLB. This maybe is just, this is maybe the that's start. what's going on. And they I come think, in, and then and then Tony Larusa. I actually think they the are going to come in here because they're in the booth next door. So if you see them behind me, that's what it is. But just, just you can't like pet those dogs, right? Like, no, you can't say good boy or anything no. like that. No, just don't don't reach quickly for your wallet. No, nah, my hands are up. Okay. Hands up, and they stay there, and they stay there. I, I'm just, I'm just concerned. And until this sweep is done, I want to make sure I keep this window open on the computer here. Just, <laughs> yeah, so we, keep it open. Just so we got eyes on you. Yeah, they're, 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 they're right outside. You guys can come in. Yeah, they're, they're right outside right now. Okay. Twitch.tv/slash Chicago Six Seventy to score. All right, I'm watching. You guys can come on in. No, not at all. They do they ask if you're afraid of dogs? Yeah, that was very nice of them to ask if we were afraid of dogs. I'm afraid. I am not. We're not allowed to pet the dog, right? No. Okay. No. Can we call her a good girl though? Okay. What if we're afraid of guns? <laughs> well, I'm I'm not afraid of that either. Okay. But, but you know. What if we're afraid of white guys with beards and guns? No, he seems pretty nice. Okay. I'm just 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 you know, speaking for myself here. <laughs> I know. But no, they they've okay. been ex- Dan. They've been extremely thorough. Like I feel ridiculously safe here. Good, because I was kind of watching as they were going around the ballpark, and I didn't realize that they were going to come in here. But I mean, we know a bunch of ne'er do wells who work in media. So <laughs> what are the dogs going to drag Paul <laughs> Sullivan away? I, mean- I don't know, but maybe he deserves to be. <laughs> What's going to happen? Oh, meanwhile, speaking of Sully, did you see what Sully put into his Illinois game story, by the way? No, I, I missed it. Thanks, guys. So you're good? No bombs yeah, in there? Yeah, there, right. there are no bombs in here, cool. and now they're off to the... the see? Actually, you can actually see, see it. Oh, there you go. Right oh, yeah, now. yeah. They're in the booth next to me. Yep, real, real quick. There it goes. All good. The folks on Twitch today are getting quite the show. Yeah, the yellow lab going on there. Is that what that is? A yellow lab? Yeah, she's a good girl. Get your back. I don't know what that is. So anyway, yeah, Sully just just sneaked in a snipe where he's talking about how uh, Brad Underwood was discussing how Penn State beat them because their player kept backing everybody down and then kicking it out, and he has the pejorative term. He calls it booty ball. Yeah, I like booty ball. Well, Underwood said, "Well, they have a they have a rule in the NBA that prevents you from doing that, from backing somebody down like that, but not in college." And then Sullivan wrote, "Like, let the record show Underwood coaches in college." Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's in a game story. That's see. <laughs> I just thought I laughed out loud when I saw that, but nobody edited that out. I was just like, "Okay, you go, Sully. That's fine." I, I, why not? Yeah. Like, you might as well keep. At this point, what's what they gonna do to Sully? Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah. Like, yeah. what what they gonna do? They're not gonna do nothing. You send him to retirement. He's ready. He's like, hey, I just do my thing and have a beer and find some place that I can occasionally write sports. And That's speaking what I to do. of coaching, 
This tournament and what we've been saying about this tournament and what's going on in college basketball over the last couple of years and some of the retirements that are they're happening, coaches had better be aware of the jobs that they're going to have to do and how their jobs are going to be different. And, and it's not just all of the, you know, all the, everything they whine about. I've got to re-recruit my own players and I don't know who's, you know, loyalty and all that. It really does have to do with the basketball side of it. We'll get into that in a moment on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You, 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 Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Final ticks. Epps won't matter, but it does go. And that'll do it. Penn State, might that be the one that gets them into the dance? Sure think so. 79-76, and the lower seed strikes again. The 10-seeded Nittany Lions down the 7-seeded Illinois Fighting Illini. And then the coach of the Illini afterward was just lamenting the fact that he doesn't that the rules don't allow him to do anything to stop what the other team was doing. All right, okay, that's uh, an interesting excuse. You could just defend. Yeah, the, yeah. You could. Have, there's nothing that's stopping you from defending. No, you could have a guy stand his ground. You could stay home on the shooters, or you could double team. There's uh, there's all kinds of things you could do, or you could. You could do one of those gimmick defenses, perhaps. You could run a triangle, too, like we saw last night between DePaul and Xavier. Oh, I love it. Twitch has got the, the the little stream of my viewpoint up there for a little bit. I just ran into Doug Glanville in the hallway. He He's calling the game for Marquee. Cool. So he's doing prep. He says hello. Hello. And all that good Hi. stuff. He's a, he's a couple boosts down for me. See, here's the, what's going on in basketball right now is – very much like the adaptations that had to occur when the one and dones started happening, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Coaches that ran complicated systems had to change. And they were they did so kicking and screaming. Notably Mike Shashevsky was mm-hmm. one who always ran this motion offense that took a couple of years to learn. Couldn't do that anymore because players were turning over so fast. So he went to more pro stuff that he could just put out there. And he, like like you talk about coaches doing, he did the walkabout. He went around, he, he hung out with NBA players, did the international stuff, and figured out that I'm going to have to change what I do because I'm not going to have players for four years or three years, that I'm just not going to be able to teach some of this stuff. And, and a lot of people did it. And they either simplified what they did, they changed what they did, or standardized what they did. And they adapted. Similarly now... When you're just and, and Illinois is just the the example that's at hand for us to use. When you're pulling in transfers, when you're getting guys out of the portal, and you the teams haven't you guys haven't played together, it's testing you differently as a coach. That's your job now. Knit this together to be ready for the tournament. And the coaches that 
do that at the high levels now. When you're we're talking about these 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 big names, major conferences, destination programs that are getting people and getting transfers because people want to come play there. It isn't just about recruiting anymore. It isn't just about being the the emperor. You've got to get guys ready. Yeah, it's important. It's funny when you were out. Uh, Anthony Heron and I had Clark Kellogg on, and he was so great in discussing what it is that makes for a a fantastic tournament coach. What makes a really good coach in general? Communication. I mean, the lifeline of college athletics is recruiting. So when you get away from that, then you start talking about the dynamics within the game. I think it's being able to adjust as the game unfolds. If you have to go away from what your comfort zone is to give yourself a chance to win, are you able to do that? And clearly motivating and communicating, putting your pieces together, those are all elements. But I think the biggest thing that I think is the, the ability to adjust on the fly, maybe from media timeout to media timeout if necessary. It's rare that has to be the case, but certainly halftime, late game situations, personnel issues, whether it's foul trouble or poor performance, that type of stuff really, I think, is the differentiator when you start talking about separating really good coaches from uh, from great coaches. And sure, the recruiting is the lifeblood, and we know that, and now recruiting is different. Now you're not just recruiting high school kids anymore. You're recruiting everybody else on any other roster. The other part that, that what I've learned, and I'm sure you talk to coaches about this too when you were doing play-by-play, when it comes specifically to the tournament, it's not just the head coach. You have to have an incredible staff, your advanced team, because of the quick turnaround. Yep. Like you have to have a, a group that knows exactly what they're looking for against either one of the opponents that you're going to play in the next round, and they figured out what the game plan is or can offer the game plan to the head coach because they, they were there scouting it, and they can get it and teach it. The, the night after you finish your win, like that game plan goes in, and you teach it with your day off, and then the next day you're back and you're ready to go. You are in the hotel ballroom. That's right. Walking it through. That's right. Right away. Right away, like that. That you you get out of that locker room, you get on the bus, you come back, you get something to eat, and then you reserve a ballroom, and you are there saying, "Okay." And, and, the, and I've I've seen it, and I've seen they turn it right over to the assistant coach that did the scout. You got one guy watching, you both you got a couple sets of eyes, and you will maybe assign one assistant or the other, or one of the whichever team is going to win, and then. They put their heads together because the, one guy's preparing for one team, the other team's preparing for the other. And you know what, Dan? It's it's so interesting to me. It's, like as we've talked about, like as this particular show has discussed the big picture ramifications of how the things have things have changed in college athletics overall. Not just because of NIL, but because of the transfer portal, because of what's being asked, because of the pressure that goes with the job. These coaches have to relearn stuff. And I mean, I know it happens in our industry, too. Like, I know that, it, that as we get older in the industry, we need to learn new things that are going to keep us relevant, that are going to keep people interested in what we have to say. These coaches have to unlearn some of the stuff that they've done, a big portion of the stuff that they've done. 
and then go out and learn how they can go about being better coaches. And, and I feel like the coaches who are going to survive and thrive are the ones that aren't, aren't fighting against it, are the ones that aren't like, oh, well, things are just this way now, and I, this is not how I came up in the game. Therefore, I can't function in the game, so I'm just going to leave. Yeah, somebody not worried about that is a step ahead of you. Right. Like someone who is sitting there saying, let me use this innovation. Let me, let me use this as an opportunity to better myself. And what's funny about it, I know that basketball coaches do this, but, but to the degree that I'm talking about, mostly football coaches, you know how many clinics, like coaches on, on, the, on the highest level, the lowest level, they go to every offseason to try and get some sort of edge, some sort of something that's going to make them a better coach overall. Here, there's a, a whole world of new, and maybe that's scary because it's so vast. Like all the, it's so vast of a of um a world that you have to try and learn from that it's scary to these people. And I I wish that some of these coaches would realize that there's a real opportunity here to be the best coach. You're always asking the players to be the best version of themselves to get the most out of their opportunity. Well, this is a chance for a lot of coaches to look at this and say, all right. How can I go about changing? How can I go about becoming the, the, the ultimate version of whatever this basketball program is going to be? And it feels like a bunch of these guys are tapping out. And it, it's, it's, it's a little like it's like, oh, that, that's what you're that when times actually got tough and you were the person that had to adapt and to change. That's when you decided that you were going to punt. Well, and I get back to what Clark Kellogg said about communication, where sometimes the best thing you can do is in, instead of screaming at your players and, 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 and holding them to rules, listen to them. Listen to them and, and figure out where they want to be, what they want to do. Like this, the player empowerment aspect to, in, in college sports isn't just about compensating them or allowing them to play where they want. I, I do think the sea change is a little bit larger than that. And you can't treat them like high school kids because they're much closer to being professionals. Yeah. And, and maybe the way that we treat high school kids should be different right? too. Yeah. You know, like it's, there's, there, there's a lot there. Like that's, that's what's both like encouraging about all of this. Cause the change isn't easy. You know, it, it takes a while to get all of this stuff done and try to understand it but the power dynamic is shifting and because it's shifting you have a lot of and I, I feel like even saying old school now is pejorative but you have a lot of coaches that are struggling with the idea of I'm not the emperor anymore and at the heart of it at least what they proclaim, what, what they say when they're in your living room is they're a teacher and they're someone that wants to help your son or your daughter grow into adulthood. That the teaching element is a big, big thing and, and 
teachers have to go through all sorts of stuff. Like you, you're going through workshops and you're trying to learn the, the different ways that students are learning and you have to adapt what it is. It's funny. I was literally just talking with Doug Glanville about that. Like, cause, cause he teaches at UConn and we were, we were discussing that and, and how you have to change and how you use the, what's happening in the real world to, to help figure out how you can be better at your job and, and understand how young people are processing information. Now. Yes. And it's, it, 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 as a parent too, where you, I used to always say stuff, you know, Get off your phone. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. Put your phone down. And the other day, Jason looked at me and goes, Dad, I'm doing homework. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Right. I'm like, then stay on your phone. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. He's like, what do you mean get off my phone? I'm, I'm doing schoolwork. Right. And, and, and like that, they're, everything, it's not, you know, he's not playing jewels. He's not playing Candy Crush. He was actually doing something for AP Lit. And I'm like, okay. I, but that's just, that's just where stuff is now. Right. He's like, my bad. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll be over here. You got it, homie. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Like, oh. <laughs> No, I'm dumb. <laughs> okay, he's he, he's using his phone to do schoolwork. Ah, what, what a concept! Interesting. What a concept. Didn't know that was possible. Thought you're playing Angry Birds. It's AP Lit. Okay, <laughs> got it. Then <laughs> when we return, we tomorrow night is going to be the Bulls at the Rockets. Now the Rockets are awful, and they're trying to be awful, and they've got a couple of interesting players. But it's just the way we think about the Bulls, the lack of trust we have in this Bulls team, even though they've been playing okay and they had a terrific game last game, I mean, we got to be honest with how we feel about them. Yeah, I've, I've been beaten down by, by this, and I'm like, oh, man, like, let, let's discuss. Right. Let's, let's discuss this. We'll talk a little bit about the Bulls and, and trying to take positives and unfortunately spinning them into negatives. Next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.